You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCZZ LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hello, Conroe in Montgomery County. It is a great day to be here in downtown Conroe. This is Christy with Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel. And Mel is not yet joining us because we all know about that wonderful 45 construction just north of here coming from Huntsville. But she will be joining us shortly. We have so much going on today. Obviously, today is uh, September 11th, so it's a day of remembrance. It's a day of, of remembering the pride and the love that we have for our country. And it's also a time to kind of celebrate all of those who we lost, who celebrate, who fought to defend our freedoms. And um, so it's, it's going to be an important day. We've got a great show, a busy show today. And so we're going to just jump right into it. We have uh, Ms. Don Candy with I Promote You, but she is also here today on behalf of the WISE Conference. How are you doing, Don? I'm great, Christy. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so glad to have you here. Um, you do so much. I mean, you're pro tem for City of Oak Ridge North. You volunteer. You're involved with the Woodlands Chamber. You do so much. Why do you, what made you kind of attach yourself to WISE Conference and really just kind of run with it? Well, three years ago, the event planner for the WISE Conference um, let the organizers know that they were not able to continue on planning the conference. And word came around the community that it may not happen again oh, no. because the planner was leaving. Wow. And um, I was so passionate about the conference and what we do, and I said, please let me do this. I, please let me volunteer to coordinate this with a team of women who have been participating the whole time um, because I felt like it was so important. The conference is the only one of its kind in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we address not only the professional side of a woman, but also the personal side. And so I felt like it was a great opportunity for us just to shine and show people what Montgomery County has to offer as far as our local leadership. Too. Yes. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I love about the conference, too, because it is so much about personal development. It's about professional development. But it's also this amazing camaraderie and this, this like this network of women. It is. Whenever you leave there, you feel like you can conquer the world. Yes. And you've met a lot of new friends mm-hmm. because we may have 300 women in that room and you may not know a lot of them when you walk in. But we're networking while we're doing mm-hmm. this, when we have our vendor time and you're getting yes. to meet other businesses and things like that. But you're also sitting at a table with women you may not know, mm-hmm. but you walk away friends at the end of the day. And it's so fun. And it really is. It's not like you're just, it's not your normal conference. It's not no. like you're just sitting there taking notes, listening to some speaker kind of go on and on and put you to sleep. Yeah. It really is exciting. And there's so many elements that that that, that is brought to it. And I, y'all always have such a great lineup of speakers, too. Yeah, we do. And we've been really fortunate the last few years. Um, Last year with uh, Rebecca Gregory, who was a national speaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was a survivor of the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm -hmm. She was so inspiring. Um, I get chills still thinking about her story. But, you know, this year, uh, Jessica Buchanan is coming and and her her story is just as inspiring. Um, Being kidnapped by Somalian land pirates, held 93 days. 
uh, President Obama ordered the Navy SEAL Team 6 to go in and rescue her and a colleague. Wow. Can you imagine? No, I mean, can't even imagine. You know, and every day of her 93 captivity, they were threatening her life and threatening to behead her. And just the abuse she went through mentally, physically, emotionally, I just can't even imagine surviving that. Mm -hmm. She's written a book called Impossible Odds, and we do encourage everyone to go on to her website or Amazon to purchase that book because she'll be signing them at the conference. Wow. Um, So yeah, but to be able to hear her story and just see how she's come through that is going to, I know that's going to be inspiring. Yeah. And I'm sure just an emotional roller coaster. Yes. Just unbelievable. What a great story. And so the WISE conference is coming up on September 25th. Yes. And we do have some tickets that are still available, right? Some tickets are available. There's less than a hundred. So, and you know, we're, two weeks out. Yeah. So they're going to go really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So get them in today. Go to thewiseconference.com and buy your tickets. Thewiseconference.com. And if you, you know, miss that, we're going to have that in the comments after the show so we can make sure everybody knows how to to get the tickets and find out more information because it really is a great day. And and the thing is, it's not just for women. It's not just for women. We do invite men to attend. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only our charity of choice uh, has men involved in their uh, nonprofit, but we also have some vendors that mm-hmm. are males who've been in the, have been there in the past, um, and so we encourage that. So um, I also want to give a plug to MD Anderson Cancer Centers. You know they're our sponsor this year again, and yes. we so appreciate their sponsorship because yeah. without our sponsors, we can't make all this happen. Well, you know, and I think it's so fitting because uh, Kendra, who is their representative, yes. she really represents everything that the Wise Conference promotes. She does professional, yes, smart, savvy. Um, has an amazing survivor story of herself, just um, just really empowering. Yeah, and, and I think she's going to share a little bit of her story. I with really us. hope so. Yeah. yeah, she's really an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And so, speaking of your partner charities, yes. we have y'all are partnering because you always do so much with so many wonderful nonprofits. But you have a couple that y'all have selected to partner with this year. Yeah, so we changed it up a little bit this year. Um, We decided to select two because there were two that just really pulled on our hearts this year uh, as far as the committee was concerned. So uh, one is Mosaics of Mercy, Mm -hmm. um, and they are a wonderful resource. um, And we're still trying to help them get their name out in Mm -hmm. the community. They've been around for roughly five or six Mm -hmm. years, I believe. But there's so many people that don't know about them, but they are a resource hub for mental well-being. So, you know, and I think we all struggle with with mental health. Of course. Um, sometimes depression, we just feel a little blue. We yeah. might be going through a loss or whether it's a family member, it could be a job loss, mm-hmm. could be a marriage breaking up, things like that. And we can't do it alone. Right. And, there's, and, and so many people feel stigmatized by actually looking for help. Yes. So having an, an organization that they can go to to actually get that connection, um, yeah. I'm sure, is, is such a wonderful resource that people need to know about. Yes. And their resource is basically to get the individual in need uh, partnered with, whether it's a counselor, a physician, uh, maybe it's a support group that sort of thing. So you can call them and explain to them what your situation is and what you think you're looking for. And because they know the physicians in the area, they've talked with these counselors, they know how to fit you with the right person, the right group, the right organization to help you mm-hmm. get get through the journey that you're on. That's amazing. Yeah. So Mosaics of Mercy, if you are not familiar with them, you can look them up. Um, obviously, you can Google them. But if you go to Facebook, you can actually find them really, really easily. Yes. And they've got so many great uh, links and so much wonderful information there. Um, and so you can get connected to Mosaics of Mercy. Definitely check them out. It's a wonderful organization that we have here in Montgomery County. Yes, absolutely. And, and so in addition to Mosaics of Mercy, we also have a couple of guys from your other 
We Partner do, charity. and I'm so excited that they're here to talk about their nonprofit, uh, but God's Garage, and mm-hmm. I'm going to let them share their mission and vision, but I, I just have to say, you guys fit so well with our mission for the WISE Conference. Uh, we are about empowering women, and you are too, and we appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn it over to them and let them talk about Yes, it. we have uh, Matthew and Harvey here with us. Thank you all so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having us. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about God's Garage. Well, we really appreciate you, Christy, bringing us in to share God's Garage story. And it's a ministry that helps single moms, widows, and wives of deployed military. And it started in about 2010, and it was a lady and a little girl left Lone Star Church, and she was noticed walking along 105. And that's what inspired God's Garage. Somebody gave her a ride, and we found out that her truck had been in a shop for about three months, and she didn't have money to, to get, get that out. shop out, mm-hmm. the truck out of the shop. So there was a group of men got together and said, we can't have our women and children walking the streets, these busy streets, just because they can't afford to have their vehicles repaired. Mm-hmm. So we, she, this is what started. And the group of men got together, got money out of our own pockets, told her, we're getting your truck over here. We're going to repair it. Wow. And then from there, it involved, hey, why don't we build a garage? And when we hear about women in need that, you know, need transportation and they can't afford Mm -hmm. the repairs on the car, let's bring them in and work on their cars. So we developed a group of volunteers, and on Monday and Tuesday nights, we would have those volunteers come to the shop, and we'd find the ladies who would say, come bring your car in on Monday night, and we'd get money out of our own pockets. Mm -hmm repair their cars for them, and uh, then we started getting more and more volunteers. Then people wanted to donate cars, so we knew, well, this little garage that we just (laughs) built isn't going to accommodate it. So then we decided we'll look for some bigger property because we've got growing pains. So we found a place on 2854, and we saw the place for lease, and we said, we're we don't think we can afford that, mm-hmm. but we're going to call anyway. Sure enough, when we called, we the owner, he gave us a price, and we go, okay, thank you, but that's a little mm-hmm. bit out of our price range. And he goes, who are y'all again? And we go, we're God's garage. And we'd been in existence about four years at this right. point. And he goes, I've heard about y'all, and I wanted to volunteer with y'all. Wow. And he said, if you can pay the payment on my building... Y'all can use that property for God's garage. That's amazing. It's amazing how God opens doors that you never expect to open. Absolutely. And it was really for just the building and a parking lot out front. Mm -hmm. But since then, we've got, he has a total of 13 acres there, but we've been using about five of the acres (laughs) to put in the cars. So we're fastly outgrowing that property also. Wow. So about two months ago, we purchased uh, 13 acres on or in the process of buying Mm -hmm. 13 acres on 105 East on East Davis. And we're hoping to be able to transition from our 2854 location to the 105 location uh, before April of next year. We have some build outs that need to be done. So. God's Garage is growing. How and, exciting. And there's so much need out there for the ladies. Uh, just kind of a quick example, we gave 150 cars away last year. 
but we have applications for over 2,000 ladies in need. Wow. That, what an amazing mission, first of all, and, and what a wonderful gift to give someone safe transportation uh, because that, that opens so many doors. Not only are you able to get your kids to school, but you're able to work and you're able to get there, you know, expediently where you're not just walking up and down the roads and, and risking, you know, so much safety because we all, if you've ever driven down 105, you can tell pretty quick that it's not the safest route to go. Yeah. But, um, but what an amazing mission. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things on the women. You know, it's not women you would expect that are in need. It, a lot of them are college-educated women, and for some reason, they uh, maybe a divorce or mm-hmm. something, they lose their house, they lose their car, and they need a helping hand to, to get back to be productive. They can't get a job because they don't have the vehicle. Right. So that's an avenue we're trying to, to bridge is to get on that car, where they can get back to be productive citizens again. That's and, tremendous. And, you know, the children, we're hoping one day they see what happened to their mom and they'll know, give, have a giving heart Absolutely. also. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing organization. Well, thank you from, from the bottom of my heart for, for the work that you're doing because that is something really tremendous. I think most everybody, you know, has found themselves in a situation where they were in a bind and didn't know how they were going to get themselves out of it. But to be able to, 150 cars a year, that is astonishing. Yeah. Well, it seems like the last four years, the garage has doubled every year. And we were on an episode, a news episode, about two weeks ago. And every time we're on the news, applications after that one day, 200 applications sure. come in. Yeah. And and the, the bright spot, too, is we pick up an average of two cars a day that are donated. And every car, no matter if it's running or not running, is very useful to the garage. We have all vol- we have one paid mechanic that keeps the volunteers organized mm-hmm. and straight on the car. But the majority, we have around 125 volunteers to do different aspects of the wow. garage. And we live by volunteers. We live by donations, not only monetary, but to cars. And you don't have to be a mechanic to volunteer at the garage. We have groups that like to clean the cars. We are cleaning around the shop. We have uh, volunteers that bring meals to the volunteers that are working. So if you got a niche to volunteer, God's Garage is your they place. They can use you. Y'all can use yes. anybody. And and myself, I'm retired, and I retired in 2011. I spend five days a week at God's Garage. So I can encourage anybody volunteering or are retired and would like to volunteer, we have a place for you. We'll keep you young by volunteering. So agree. come on out. <laughs> I so agree. And and something else that Harvey hasn't mentioned that I'm going to plug in here too is you are a retired Houston firefighter. Yes. And on this day of first responders, I want to thank you so much for your service to your community and, and what you've done to keep your community safe. And now to come up here uh, to Montgomery County and do the same for these women and children, it really is um, yes. speaks a lot to your character. So thank you so much for your service. Well, thank you. I'm also military. I, when I got out of high school and first year of junior college, I had applied for the fire department thinking I was going to get in. Mm-hmm. And I did get accepted, but I got drafted just before that. So when I come home, I reapplied to the fire department and then spent a 40-year career there. Wow. So, so you very, just, very nice job. You just wake up every day just kind of taking a guess at which hat you're going to wear, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. That's so wonderful. Well, I am so thank you all so much for being here. I don't want you all to go anywhere. I did see Mel 
get here just a little bit ago. So we're going to take a quick break and bring her in here because I know she's chomping at the bit to ask as many questions because she, like me, um, you know, she's a single mom. She understands the the hardships and everything like that. I know that she would love to ask you guys some questions. So if you are tuning in online at ourlonestar.com and you're about to head out for lunch, be sure and tune us in to 104.5 and 106.1 on the FM dial. If you're in the Conroe area or you can watch us live on Facebook and follow us up on YouTube. This is Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel. We'll be right back. guys this is connor this is dick this is chris and we're with the ticket stub podcast every thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 fm in the conroe area also anytime at irlonestar.com you go to irlonestar.com backslash tts you can find all of our social media and don't forget we give away two tickets to the grand theater on every show if you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything has to do with the silver screen Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. to Toast the Town with Christy and Mel right here on Lone Star Community Radio. We are so excited 
to have Mel finally join Aww, us. I know. Aren't you sweet? I know. Aren't you sweet? Usually yeah. it's me that's running late. So. I know. I know. I, I almost said, you know, it's like never. I almost came in the door screaming, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But then I saw you were on the yeah, That's right. That's there. right. Uh, but welcome back to Toast the Town. We are so excited to be here today on September 11th, First Responders Day, our day of remembrance. Um, so many emotions going around today. And, and one of the things that we're, we're focusing on, though, um, is the WISE Conference that's coming up. It's such an amazing event. Uh, full of empowerment for women and men, too. Guys, if you want to get some insight into a woman's world, it might be a good idea for you to attend. Be brave. Uh, be brave. <laughs> um, and we are also joined by uh, God's Garage. We've got Matt and Harvey here with us um, telling us about God's Garage as part of uh, the one of the partner nonprofits with the WISE Conference this year. And, um, and as we just mentioned, Harvey is a retired Houston firefighter. So it's wonderful on many levels to have you here today. Um, and so, Matt, how are you doing today? Well, we are doing just wonderful. Great. Thank you so much for having us here. Christy. Absolutely. So how did you get involved with God's Garage? Well, I retired in 2015 from Chevron after 35 years. And I started volunteering at the Montgomery County Food Bank which was a wonderful experience. Yeah, in great organization. But I'm kind of a car guy. I like to do mm -hmm. car stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, did a little bit of searching online, and I thought, well, this God's Garage thing, that sounds pretty cool. So I drove down to Conroe and uh, talked with the folks, and here I am. And here you are. And how long ago was that? So I started, um, it's almost two years now since I've been associated with God's Garage. Wow. Yeah, awesome. I know. So I don't know if Mel heard much of the, the beginning of how God's Garage kind of evolved, but it was, um, you know, a lady having to walk home from church on 105 <laughs> with their kid because they didn't have um, transportation. Her truck was in a shop, and she didn't have the money to get it out. And, you know, we all know that, that car repairs can be mighty, mighty costly. Yes. Um, and, you know, so to be able to have a resource like you guys, um, it, it, it really um, just amazes me. So as an organization, obviously volunteers are always helpful, but what are ways that people can um, support, help support God's Garage? Well, there are, there are three primary ways. And first of all, we're going to ask for your prayers. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we are a little bit cavalier in our request for prayers, but they are meaningful and they are answered. Absolutely. So that's the, the first item. The second is volunteers. We can always use volunteers. We currently have 100 unique volunteers associated with God's Garage, which is great. But from time to time, things come up and the volunteers can't make it in. We are always looking for volunteers, so that would be great. And it's one of the one of my favorite spots to volunteer because you can just feel the spirit flitting from person to person to person. It's a wonderful place to volunteer. And then the other um, the other area is in donations. Uh, we accept car donations mm -hmm. of any sort pickup trucks, motorcycles, we can use them. Running or not running. Running or not running. So we'll pick them up free of charge, and uh, we will evaluate them. We will refurbish them. We will, we will detail them. We will get them inspected and then give them out to um, our client ladies. That is amazing. So, um, <clears throat> so in addition to uh, donations of automobiles and, and pickup trucks, we also accept monetary donations. That goes a long way in um, covering our operating expenses. Um, donations of uh, any other sort will be welcomed. Whatever you have in mind, mm -hmm. we will work with you. 
So we're just grateful for all the people out there who are, who are the donors and all together, the volunteers, donors, everyone else, board members, staff members, they all go toward helping these single moms, widows, and wives of deployed military. That is, that is a tremendous mission. And, and so how amazing it is to have that as a resource here in Montgomery County. So um, attention to all my neighbors on the east side of Montgomery County. I've seen your cars in your yard that are, have been sitting there for the last three or four years. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be knocking on your door and leaving you a card for God's Garage. So maybe you can consider donating those and, uh, and help a, a, a woman in need that, um, that otherwise may not have a hand up. So thank you, gentlemen, so much. And, uh, and Dawn, what an amazing selection you made for your... Charities our, our planning team did an excellent job going through all of the applications. And like I said, they just really tugged at our heartstrings, uh, them and Mosaics of Mercy. But I also have to say, I've been on a couple of tours. You've never seen a cleaner garage. You've never seen one more organized. Um, it's a really nice facility. They do a great job there. All the volunteers were so friendly when we came through on our tour. So, um, And they... They have stated to us that it doesn't matter if you're a guy who doesn't know how to work on cars, uh, they'll teach you. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn how to do that, they'll teach you to do that. Or you can plug yourself into another area of the garage. So I think that's, it's amazing. And I think it's great for our community, for you guys, for what you're doing. The ministry side of it is not just for the single moms Absolutely. out there, but it's so for much. the guys as well. Yes. Yeah, so. Well, and you know, and this is something that a lot of people don't know about me. I actually love to tinker with cars. So growing up, my brother is, is nine and a half years older than me. So um, he was always tinkering with cars, and I was like his little shadow, and I would go out there and do everything. So I can change brake pads. I can change oil. I can come out there and learn. Now, y'all might have to kind of follow behind me, make sure I'm doing it right. <laughs> but I'm going to have to make a stop out there and, and come spend some time with you guys because that's really exciting. How can they find God's Garage? If somebody either wants to submit an application or make a donation or come out and volunteer, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So the easiest way is to go to www.godsgarage.org. For the ladies who are in need, there are two applications. One is for free car repair service, and the other one is for a free car. Excellent. And then if somebody wants to donate, they can still go to that website, find out how to get in touch with you guys. That's, that's correct. It's very easy to navigate, and there is a donation page. That is, that is really tremendous. And, of course, we've got Mosaics of Mercy that um, we were talking about works with, with mental health organizations. And, and um, I know that they are kind of an up-and-coming and, and trying to get some exposure. They are. And, you know, they work with so many other nonprofits in our community as well. Um, as suicide has been so prevalent in our community and, and it's just the families that are struggling with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so they provide resources for uh, support groups, for counselors, um, and, and for mental health um, medical staff that can help you navigate those types of things. And, you know, the beautiful thing is I sat in on a meeting with Mosaics of Mercy as well before we selected them, actually. They called and, and asked if I would be part of a focus group. And um, I thought to myself, I'm not really sure why I'm here. I, I am a community leader, but, you know, I'm not really sure what what role you yes what what's my role and what can I contribute to this conversation and by the end of the conversation um you know I revealed that I have two children who were diagnosed bipolar when they were young not realizing that's a that is what these other family members Absolutely. are dealing with mm -hmm. as well and we had so much in common and there was so uh so much 
discussion back and forth on, as a parent, how do you deal with that? You know, because you don't understand the mm-hmm. illness. They don't understand the illness, that, that the person that's going through it, and they don't understand how to deal with it. Right. And so it's a lot of education. Uh, you know, I, I actually shared a little bit more of my story of just the frustration of it, of mm. trying to find help in our community. And this was, you know, my kids are grown now, so mm-hmm. it was 15, 20 years ago that I was going through it with them. But to see an organization like Mosaics of Mercy, I was so excited to know that now there is a resource. Now we can promote this organization and let people know this is countywide, no matter where you are. If you're going through it yourself or you have a family member or friend, reach out. Learn how to help that person. Don't say nothing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Brushing it under the rug doesn't do anything. No, and acting like, oh, they're going to be okay. You need to step out and be that friend, be that person that says, hey, are you all right? I'm here. Do you just need to talk? Mm -hmm. Just be that ear, be that shoulder, whatever whatever they might need. So Mosaics of Mercy is very near and dear to my heart because of that, because I did go through that struggle, and I can relate to that, and I can definitely tell people it is such a peace that you feel when you have someone on the other end of the phone that can empathize with exactly. you, who can sympathize with you, and, and then offer you a solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Here's a well, place to go. And they have a they have some cool programs and some ways to kind of work through that, too. They do. And work through those emotions. Yeah, so... Um, they do, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but they do, I'm going to call it a heart session mm-hmm. where you create a mosaic and uh, it is actually a ministry and Amy Hauser facilitates this. Um, she's one of the founders and it's a beautiful step-by-step biblically based exercise that you go through when you select the pieces that you want to put on your heart. Um, and, and the interesting part to me was I'm creating this beautiful heart but it's not for me. When I get finished with it, I don't get that heart. Someone else is going to get that heart. They're going to choose it the next time they come in. So you're selecting from someone else's artwork that they've done that just resonates with you. So so your story is going to touch someone else. And I thought that was so amazing. But as you're doing the hearts... You're, you're kind of going through some therapy yourself and biblically based on how, how do you forgive? How do you feel, you know, going through the situation? And, and it's just a beautiful, a beautiful time of connection. You could do yeah. this as a, a group. You could do it as a family. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of women's organizations. There are a lot of families, men's organizations as well, where they can sit in that room and they can do these mosaics and really get to share and learn about each other. What a cool way it is to beautiful. work through some it really is. Yeah. And to be able to pass that along to someone else and give a little bit of yourself mm-hmm. to the next person that's yeah. struggling. That's that's um, something. Yeah, it is. So And and it's for all ages, I assume. It is for all ages. And like I said, men and women. So absolutely. When we did our heart session with our wise planning team, we had some of the kids with us. Interesting, little boys. Uh, and they were probably ages from 12 to maybe uh, 9, I think. Mm-hmm. They did get into it, believe it or not. They weren't real happy they were there in the beginning. <laughs> you know, Mom brought them along. But they enjoyed the session. They made beautiful hearts. And they got something out of it as well. So it was it was really a great ministry that day. That sounds just really tremendous. Yeah. We're going to have to go check this out. I know. I know. They will bring it to you as well. They'll. You can either go to their location and do it, or they will come out to your facility and do it as well. That's great. And where are they located? They are back off of uh, Honia, Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, off of 1488. So not too far away. Not too far away. Yeah. No. And as much as, you know, we've grown as a community and as a county, 
you got lots of ways to get there, too. You sure do. Yeah, and if you decide you're going to drive up 2854 and cut across Fish Creek Thoroughfare, you're going to pass God's garage there on the right-hand side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted to mention about God's garage, too, that the guys forgot to mention is the women who are applying for the vehicles, they um, not only have to go through that application process, but they also go through some life skills classes um, so they're teaching them how to budget. They're teaching teaching them some things to because it truly is a hand up. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to give them a car and wish them well. But right. They give them the skills they need to continue to be successful. So that was another piece of it that our wise planning team felt like this is an amazing organization because it it is breaking that cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Because sometimes all somebody needs is just one little break. Yes. To change their entire world, and then not only change their world, but change the world of their children as well. That's right. Yeah. So. Well, I am. I'm so excited that you guys are here, and I have a funny feeling that you are going to be like, we're going to start seeing God's garages pop up all over the country because, um, what a wonderful concept and wonderful idea. We're working on that. Working on that. See. Yeah. <laughs> ideas are blooming. It's wonderful. And so you can still get tickets to the WISE Conference and support not only these great nonprofits um, that you're partnering with, but also get some really great enrichment and, and knowledge and information as well. You can. And so, again, it's Wednesday, September 25th. It's at Lone Star College Community Building on Research Forest in the Woodlands from 9 to 4. It is a full day, but I trust me when I say book the day. You do not want to miss anything because we're going to talk to you about your leadership DNA. We're going to talk to you about how your mindset uh, helps you with your success. And we're also going to have Constable Ryan Gable come in and do an active shooter training with us at the end of the day. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. That I think that's going to be a really important piece this year Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. What a great resource. Yeah. And so Constable Gable lineup. does such a great job. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's been um, in Precinct 3 for how long? Eight years. Eight years. And, um, and just doing so much to not only just do his job, but to really expand that knowledge. And yeah. that's, that's really amazing. So where can everybody go to get their WISE Conference tickets? Let's tell them one more time. Yeah. So go to the website, please. It's thewiseconference.com. Mm-hmm. And per, uh, purchase your tickets there. They're still available. Like I said, there's less than 100. So I know they're going to sell out fast. Oh, wow. Yes. So get them now. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's always a great day. You really walk out of there feeling ready to conquer the world with a lot of new friends. You get to meet some new vendors and also some really amazing nonprofit organizations that are here in this community. And uh, so get on thewiseconference.com. Go check it out. It's going to be a really great day. And uh, guys, thank you all so much for joining us. We're so glad you could be here. Um, If you would like information about God's Garage, you can obviously go find them on Facebook and on the World Wide Web, as well as Mosaics of Mercy. Um, Make sure you check out these organizations and and support them in any way you can, because there are so many ways that you can plug in. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I know Miss Vicki's here. uh, But thank you so much for coming on, and we look forward to seeing you all on the 25th. Thanks, Christy. And we'll be right back with Toast the Town with Christy Mill. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you. 
at 936-709-7671. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, Prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health, by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. CoreLove is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or 
call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back, everybody. It's Toast to the Town with Christy and Mel. This is Mel, and uh, Christy's getting ready to serve us because, you know, we have to have a toast because it's 9-11, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to toast. Um, anyway, so also we've, uh, we've moved on to another guest. Um, we had a good time in the first half of the show, but the second half, we have Miss Vicki Tom- Tompkins, right, with us, and... Um, She's going to talk to us about 9-11. She was there. She was in New York. And um, she's going to share with us some of her thoughts, some of her feelings. And um, we, we all remember it, um, like, of course, like it was yesterday. But um, I am sure that our emotions and that our, um, yeah, emotions, period, don't even compare yes. to those that lived it. So... So, Ms. Vicki, why don't you tell everybody first um, what you did in New York before you retired? Uh, Well, I'm a Navy veteran, and um, I'm a retired uh, New York City Police Department detective. Now, I will tell you this. Not everybody that just meets you at first thinks, hey, you know what? I bet she worked narcotics and organized crime for New York (laughs) City. How in the world did you end up in that position? Well, um, my biggest goal when I became a police officer Mm -hmm. was to be a detective. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. I want to know why. I want to know who. I want to know what. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I kind of fit into, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, Narcotics was probably not my first choice. It's a little dicey. A, it's a little dicey. very dicey. Yeah. And, and I worked in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. The diciest is, of dices. Yes. yes. Um, I worked in the 75th precinct for almost 10 years. Wow. And uh, that was the diciest of the dices. Well, and those were, those were different days, too. It really was. It was the height of the crack academic, mm-hmm. uh, epidemic back then. And um, you didn't deal with the cream of the crop. Right. You, you weren't dealing with, uh, you know high-end drug dealers, yeah. so to speak. A little you bit were, more ruthless back in those days, much, too. Much more ruthless. I remember thinking, you know, my precinct led the uh, city in homicides so many years in a row. It was uh, ridiculous. Wow. Um, over 100. Wow. In five and a half square miles of... Holy uh, cow. Yeah. Divided into 76 precincts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 75th precinct was a rather large area. So um, we had a lot of police uh, assigned to the 75th mm-hmm. precinct. Uh, among them, Joe Vigiano and uh, Michael Curtin, who perished on 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, and that's one of the things. So um, anybody, if you have not met Vicki, first of all, it takes her a little bit to kind of get comfortable talking about herself because usually she's talking about her amazing grandkids or her wonderful husband or her involvement with so many different organizations. Um, but I promise you, if you ever see her and you warm her up a little bit, ask her some <laughs> stories because she's got some of the best stories um, that will crack you up. And, uh, you know, you're just such a personal hero of mine. Um, I just have so tr such tremendous respect for what you've done for our country. Um, and on this day, on September 11th, it's, it's so poignant because it's not... You know, we're, we're so blessed with amazing first responders here in Montgomery County, but to have someone here that's active, that's vocal, um, that has a firsthand account of, of that day and the days that followed, um, I, I know, you know, as emotional as we get about it, as, you know, and everybody has, everybody remembers where they were, everybody remembers what they were doing. I can't imagine how that resonates with you. Well... I, of course, remember that day like, like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 18 years, and this day rolls around, and last night I had a lot of trouble sleeping. I'm sure. Um, I think back, and um, the sights and the sounds and the grit and the dirt and the glass and the steel. I stepped out of the van down at Ground Zero, and you were just covered and enveloped in this fine mist. Soot. Sooty, yeah, it, but it was finer than soot. But it was a mixture of, of everything that once were the, the Twin Towers and the surrounding area. Um, it, it just, you couldn't breathe, uh, literally, which we know now has caused the deaths of so many, so many. first responders and civilians that were mm -hmm. caught down there. I know everybody has seen the photos of um, the big ball of smoke yes. that came billowing down. Um, but yeah, the aftermath of that was absolutely horrendous. Our, our first responders are, are dying. Well, you know, and I saw something, I, I heard a report today that they said that um, I think within the next, I don't know, several years that the um, number of those who perish as a result of being down there mm. will more than double and triple yes. those that actually well, perished we on 9-11. Um, there were 90 total uh, law enforcement officers that died that mm -hmm. day. And since then, 240 have perished due to 9-11 related illnesses. Um, it's difficult to explain the enormity of that day because none of us had ever had any kind of we there was no training right there was not i mean oh heck you know the, the police department gave me some amazing training i'm trained in dignitary protection i'm trained in child abuse i'm trained i'm a tra trained in narcotics uh you know mm -hmm. um but there's nothing there, to there, shoot there, at. There there's was nothing no book to, yeah. for this. I mean, we do disaster control <coughs> training, and, and, and that's, you know, more or less about the formal close, wedge. Right. It's about the closest <laughs> was, thing yeah. that probably had that's, come Yeah, that's that more one-on-one -on -one contact with rioters and things like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But to, to go down there and, and, and look at this, and, and, and it was. It was a 16-acre crime scene. Um, 
what how how whenever you first arrived there to Ground Zero because you were there shortly after the towers fell. A couple hours. Yeah. It was a couple. It took us that long to get there. I'm sure. And I can't imagine just the chaos, uh, you know, arriving on a scene like that and having so many personal connections that you knew um, were involved to be able to figure out, okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, I, I give a lot of credit to Mayor Giuliani. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he took the bull by the horns and he ran with it. And I have never thought it was possible to lock down New York City. I never thought it was possible to lock down a city the size of New York mm-hmm. and, and the enormity of what happened. He locked that place down in a matter of hours. There was nothing flying over. You know, uh, you know, you could get out, but you couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure everybody has seen the, the, the sight of uh, people walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, mm-hmm. leaving Manhattan, but you couldn't get back into Manhattan right. unless you were a, a cop firefighter, an EMT, a nurse, or a doctor. And in the days that follow, uh, followed, it would be um, steel workers and, and iron workers and engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell people this all the time, that the unsung heroes th- that day were steel workers and iron workers because they navigated through, you know... This amounts, mm-hmm. yeah, mountains of rubble. Yeah, they helped build those towers and... Those towers did their job. Um, people say, well, they weren't supposed to come down. Yeah, well, I'm sure the guy that, that designed them never had didn't, this in didn't think that somebody was going to fly a couple of planes into them. Right. But, but the way that they, you know, I remember um, that morning and watching the towers fall, and like so many others. Um, but it's amazing to me how the way that they just collapsed in because of all of the other casualties that were avoided because of that yeah, kind of design that's work. That's exactly correct. Um, people don't realize that those buildings, when they came down, they more or less imploded, which mm-hmm. in itself saved thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of lives, first responders, civilians. Um, it, it's amazing. It was, it was also, uh, many people don't know that it was, primary day in, in New York City. So really? people were late getting to work because they went and voted first. So Wow. Yeah. Uh, and people didn't didn't realize that that was primary day in, in, in New York City. That Tuesday morning was gorgeous that day. I mean, it was a I, stellar day. That is what I still remember that, thinking, that sky, that uh-huh. everything. Yeah. Just, the bluest was... sky. And I wasn't even scheduled to work that day. I was going to disorder control training out, out in the Bronx. And so I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is great, man. I don't have to catch bad guys. <laughs> I don't have to get dirty. <laughs> throw my uniform, know. yeah, and, and, and just go, you know, practice making a wedge. Right. <laughs> you know, and there, there are so many heroes and oh, yeah. so many unsung heroes, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and I know that you have told me about a family, a dad and, and two sons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of difficult, but would you mind sharing that story? Because it's, that it's something that's stuck Vigiano with me. That would be the Vigiano family. Yes. Yeah. Just, I, I um, worked with uh, Joe Vigiano. He was a cop in the 7-5. Um, shot three times in the line of duty. Guy was like <laughs> a beast. He was like amazing. Um, his brother Joe was a firefighter. And that, their father was also a firefighter. So he was a captain. And a uh, really funny guy, really, really, you know, he's, he's passed since, since then just a couple of years ago. May mm-hmm. he rest in peace. 
And uh, Joe, though, Joe was like bigger than life sometimes to, to us rookies, yeah, you know, and, and great guy, and he, yeah, you know, just fearless, you know. So uh, his brother Joe, they were like two peas in a pod, and uh, they actually made a movie about them, a documentary, it won an Oscar. It was wow. called The Twin Towers. So if you ever get a chance to check it out, Absolutely. it's the story of Joe and John Vigiano. Wow. Um, Joe's wife, Kathy, was a cop in the 75 as well. That's where they met. And they had, I believe it's four beautiful kids. And one is now a cop. And one is a Marine. Wow. I'm not sure about the others. What a They're legacy old. of service. Yeah, yeah, a lot of service. And Michael Curtin, Sergeant Curtin. Uh, was a cop in the Sem Five. I actually graduated with him in out of uh, the academy. And Mike was a Marine, and uh, he also responded to the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Wow! And he was the guy that wouldn't let anybody take the Marines out until they had an honor guard to to pull those Marines out of wow. that out of the um, out of the rubble, the Murrow building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. Um, Stephen Driscoll, a friend of mine, um, born on the 4th of July. You know, Sergeant Rodney Gillis. Uh, we did warrants with him in narcotics. He was like our, our go-to guy for warrants, Ronnie Copper. So I mean, I'm friends still with a lot of the parents of, of these heroes. So, I mean, you know, they, we all did what we had to do that day. I mean, the rubble. And the other part, everybody talks about Ground Zero. Nobody talks about the other site, which was the Staten Island landfill, fresh kills on Staten Island. And um, that, to me, was more depressing and more heartbreaking than Ground Zero. Um, It's, um, that's where everything went that was taken away from Ground Zero and gone through again in, uh, up there. And uh, I remember finding hazmat suits on and everything else and my complete undoing that that particular day was finding an NYPD shirt mm. and having to take it and, and put it in a bucket for DNA purposes and I'm thinking can't deal with this yeah, this is just too much head was going to explode um, I was I was tough yeah. but the conveyor belts this loud, annoying noise. It's just depressing and, and going through people's things, mm-hmm. and wallets and jewelry. Everything had to be tagged and we call it tagged and bagged mm-hmm. and um, set aside for a comparison. Maybe, maybe this was somebody's wedding ring or this was somebody's ID from from where they worked in the towers and. Um, you know, one of, one of the most poignant things that you ever said to me when I was planning my trip to New York last summer, and I had told you that I'd planned, we'd planned um, to take the kids to um, the uh, memorial to the museum. And you said, I've never been to the museum because I don't have to. I remember it. Yeah. Every bit of it. Yeah. I think we need memorials. I do. And I find it very disheartening that people either don't want to remember or it was just some people who did something. 
Let me tell you something. I'm still pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all should be. And we all should be. I, uh, yeah, I, I can't reconcile myself to a person who's supposed to, supposed to be a representative of this country. They can, they can, that can phrase it. Come so. out with a, a statement like that. Let me tell you, I want to slap it right off her face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do. Well, and I, I'm not that good a Christian where I'm that forgiving, <laughs> and I apologize for that. But, but, you, but you know, as Americans, we should all remember. We should never forget the anger, the fear, the loss, everything that encompasses that day. Well, the anger comes and goes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get more depressed and and, and somber as this day approaches, and I do, I have trouble sleeping, and I think, and I pull out my stuff, and I will say one thing that happened, I met a really good friend that I've kept for 18 years now, and she's a judge here in Texas, in El Paso. Um, She was one of uh, four Texas judges that came down, they were supposed to have their judges conference at the Millennium Motel Hotel in New York City, and after 9-11 happened, they said, well, hell, we're still going to go. Okay. And these four women dressed in high heels and, well, slacks, but, I mean, their shoes. My, I went through three pairs of boots down there. My boots <laughs> melted because it was still, still so when we went down yeah. there, it was still burning sure. when we got down there. So, um, yeah, well. you know, it was, but. Yeah, she's become a, a really good friend. She invited me out to El Paso, which was actually my second taste of Texas, mm-hmm. you know. And my first trip to Texas was uh, through her, and they were wonderful. Um, El Paso Independent School District had me come down there, uh, I think it was November, for um, their annual uh, fundraising gala mm-hmm. type of thing. And I had prepared something to say, but... Um, really couldn't talk about what I, I had to say because there were a lot of children there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't tell me there were going to be a lot of children. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, yeah. But and now we're blessed to, to call you a part of our community. I, I love Texas. Um, you know, I, I keep telling people, you know, I, I was born in, New, you know, I'm a New Yorker by birth and a Texan by choice. Well, you're so. a Texan <laughs> by soul. And, and you know, I... There really aren't that many words that can adequately express this, but um, to all the amazing heroes, both sung and unsung, to our responders, to Vickies that show up and are willing to to remember this story and to fight for the memories of those, um, it, it really is an honor to know you and to call you my friend, and I thank you. Oh. So, to you too. Well, it's a... Uh... It's nice, you know, and and I know you know that it was very hard for me to decide whether I wanted to or not, and I apologize Uh. for the last-minute okie-dokie, but I I just got so mad at some of the things that were being said Um, and and the fact that kids today aren't even being taught what really happened that day. Well, and I think that that is important, too, and, and now that you're kind of opening up to that willingness to share that story. I would love to, for you to come back and have a whole hour where we can talk about Please. these amazing yes. stories and, and what it means on the political scene on, I, to the nation as a whole because I think it's a very valid conversation um, that we need to be having. I, I actually, um, today was easier yeah. than I thought. Yeah, I know. So, I hate it. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> Thank us. You. Thank you, Miss Vicki, for being here. Yeah. Uh, tune in next Wednesday to Toast the Town. We're going to celebrate more of Montgomery County. Yep. And uh, until then, we like will see you next week. Too.